Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Let's have all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount+. Plus. Yup, it's TMZ Verified, the podcast. I'm Wild. I'm Steph. And I'm Chantal. Okay. What's Hi. up, y'all? How are you guys? I need to find something else to say other than, okay, every time we every say our time. names. And it's just, it's, I don't... It's <laughs> Yup, TMZ Verified, and... Okay. It's okay. Straight <laughs> to the point. Straight to the point. We're getting into it. I love it. I love it. How are you guys? I'm doing all right today. It's a little warm in Los Angeles, Very but warm. it's cool. It's like I'm dying. I That's was, why I'm naked today. I was just in Palm <laughs> Springs and it was like desert. Like it was 46 degrees. But this Celsius. office sometimes gets literally zero degrees. So mm-hmm. I can't make up true. my mind. But let's get into some <laughs> let's get into some stories. Let's do it. Okay. Tristan Thompson holding hands with mystery woman in Greece. There's a lot to unpack here, but I want to tell you everything you need to know. Basically, this Greece getaway is on the heels of us breaking the news that he and Chloe are expecting a baby boy via surrogate. What's unclear is when this baby was or is expected to be born. Basically, Tristan was spotted hand in hand in Mykonos with a mystery woman and he was clubbing. So it's possible he met her there. But I have a hot take. Okay, let's hear it. I think the big discussion here is, oh, you know, he's horrible because he's in Greece. He has a baby that either is new, new, newborn or is about to be born. But I think Chloe has a different direction with this whole thing. It has nothing to do with Tristan anymore. She goes, I want a baby boy. Tristan's the best option at this point. I'm famous. I already have a kid with him. Mm. They clearly are not together. So he's free to do whatever. Who knows what she's doing? Maybe she's got someone that we, you know... I think she is focused on kids being close in age, wants the kids to be genetically linked, and she wants a baby boy with or without him. And maybe he's a really good dad, but not a good BF. That's my hot take. Okay. Chantal? I definitely, I I agree with that in that she has said that she wanted a second kid and she wanted True to have a sibling. Mm -hmm. And I think at this point, after years of Tristan doing what he's done to her and to their family, she understands the kind of person he is, but she does want a baby. So she has the means to be a single mom. It's not like she needs him to fill, but I guess the emotional presence of the second parent is a different debate, but I do agree with, with your Right, take. which we all know is like, oh, that's not great. But then she knows what to expect at this point. See, I feel like we we think that because we're like rational, like rational thinking people. <laughs> okay. It, no, no. If you from my perspective, Chloe wants to be with Tristan. Like, there is no, I have watched the show. They, they're okay. always these little, like, her saying, like, well, you know, I'm, I give people second chances. Or even Kim, at one of the uh, confessionals, was like, shout out to Chloe for giving Tristan a second chance after he did her, like, shit. So it's yeah. like, I feel like Chloe wants to be with Tristan. Obviously, we don't know that. Oh, but, no, like, it's, it's given very much take me. Like, oh, no, I agree. I'm just saying, at this point, she know, she sees the Grease Mykonos <laughs> held hands, and she goes, okay, like, she whatever. She goes, shit, he's shown basically with actions and words exactly who he is. So with this new baby coming along, she she knows the ride. She goes, okay, well, he might be in Miami next week having a baby with someone else or holding hands with somebody else. You know, it definitely feels like Chloe is always with Tristan and Tristan ain't never been. Never. Never been. <laughs> but I really think like the whole narrative is like, oh my gosh, like he's not in town with the newborn or not in town when the baby's supposed to come in. Any- Are we shocked? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, like you said earlier, I mean, we don't know when the baby's coming or if we the baby's know. even here. We like, don't know. We don't know really a lot of anything, but if the baby regardless, they not to like if. And sources have said that they aren't necessarily together right. as a couple. So, so if they're together yeah. and the baby ain't here, I'm going to go live it up in Mykonos. Right. So, and then also, I don't think she cares about Tristan at this point when it comes to the child. She I would wants hope for to her prioritize. own sanity, she's cool enough to be like, look, man, you're just going to do whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Well, when like, you're famous too, it's like the, you think our dating pool is small? Like, I feel mm, like when you're famous, the dating pool is real small. True, yeah. And yeah. True, what you just said. Her daughter <laughs> is getting older. She needs to, if she wants them to be close, like it's Tristan's the best. Because most people, like, but most people do that. Even like us right, regular right. folks, they'll be like, all right, but well, damn, I want another baby. Like, well, and I, don't I have already children. got a baby by you. Like, it just kind of makes sense. Right, but wouldn't a- you, it's more convenient and better probably for the child to be, have, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree with that sentiment. Like, yeah, hell yeah. Like, let me just have two babies by this one, John, right. and then. 
I don't got no more babies. You know what I mean? And it's like, even if Chloe dates outside of that, she doesn't right. need more babies. Right. Sean and she's two. perfectly, like Chantel said, she can do this on her. What? Who says true, he needs true. to be in town right. for this baby <laughs> to be born? She's like, I got yeah. this. And clearly, you've shown your true colors. Right. I feel like their house is big enough that they can co-parent <laughs> yeah. and not ever see each other. Yeah. Just be like, daddy's on the West Wing. Nah, like, I'm run over. Yeah. All right, Chantel, what you got? Kylie Jenner is on the receiving end of a little bit of backlash again, and this time she's being called a climate criminal. What? Why? What the hell is that? <laughs> so she posted a photo of her and Travis Scott snuggling in front of their private jets over the weekend with the caption, let me read it out, want to take mine or yours. And That's kind of a flex, though. It, so that's, that's the thing. Flex. <laughs> this flex was not well received for two reasons. One, there's a climate crisis. The planet is dying, and private jets are notorious for their astronomical carbon footprint and, like, their emissions. Right. And so, you know, at a time when we're all being shamed into slash told, use less plastic and, you know, decrease your intake of red meat, why are celebrities then just polluting the yeah, planet? Yeah, here I am with my plastic, yeah. no plastic Okay, straw. but where did they go? Where the did they go on their, like, private, like, was it a worthy private jet trip? So I actually don't know that detail, but I do have a note about her general private jet trips is that people kind of have after the backlash zoned into this Twitter account called Celebrity, let me see the name, Celebrity Jets, and it continually charts the, the kind of flight path and flight time of celebrity private jet trips. And people found that Kylie has routinely taken 15 minute or less plane rides to get places. And the most kind of egregious example of this was a three minute flight from Camarillo to Van Nuys. So it, it's not like a six hour, eight hour, we need right, privacy right. and we're scared of COVID. It's a, I don't want to drive an hour and a half. So I don't know about this weekend, but that's kind of been her <laughs> history. So people have been angry. Right. right. And if you really think about it, that is enough carbon footprint for one person for an entire year. Yeah. Mm. No, it's absolutely true. Truly. So the fact that this is a flex at a time when people like, can't afford gas and stuff. And That's the point, though. <laughs> I'm like, I barely then, got here today. <laughs> yeah, and then she's captioning, like, which one are we going to take? Mm. Which jet? People okay, need to get I have, to work. I have mixed emotions about <laughs> Please this. Please tell us. Okay, because, like, a part of me, I'm, I am, like, pro-environment. Like, I will walk if I can. But another part of me, I literally hate driving, y'all. Like, driving is... The words, I hate driving to work. I mm -hmm. hate driving. Like, I hate being in a car for any prolonged amount of time. I don't know if, I don't know if I can say if I had the means, I would probably do. I would probably take, I probably wouldn't take a private jet just because that's absolutely ridiculous. But I think I would be one of those people who like frequently fly somewhere to mm -hmm. avoid and if it's like an hour of traffic right. and I can fly, I might fly. You know what this makes me think about? Okay. Kylie Jenner aside, okay? Mm -hmm. Every celebrity that probably does the exact same thing, but then they're pushing pushing they're pushing the narrative of like let's, you know, reduce our carbon footprint, mm -hmm. let's be really like environmentally helpful right. and do our part. Right. And then they're doing this. And then they're like, "Oh, my private yeah. jet." <laughs> like, what? No, it's like buy my beauty brand. It's like vegan, cruelty-free, super environmentally friendly. 100%. But let me take a 15-minute private jet. Like I def I agree, I hate driving. If I could avoid it, I would, but I feel like there's a limit. Like if it's a 2-hour right. drive, please don't take it. 10 minutes right. like jet. suck it up right yeah. right i don't know y'all need to mind your broke business because i'm saying the math isn't mathing as we say on this podcast it doesn't make sense how you can push like oh a narrative of, yeah like, no it's, it's definitely like not reasonable but yeah broke i'm joking you do it. i'm broke too i'm broke, I'm broke. yeah like none of us have private jets and I'm like, out <laughs> So in response to the backlash, Kylie posted a TikTok taking uh, Stormy, and I believe it was true in Chicago, I don't remember whose faces were in the video, but taking the kids to Target and, you know, kind of positioning herself as this Target mom. Where are we going, girls? Target! <laughs> you guys don't want to get any bulls? No. no. What? No, I'm she did relatable. not say, oh, look at me and my kids. As uh, <laughs> we're people, too. And then they, like, go to Target. These kids are like, I've never been in here. These kids are like, what, mommy, are we walking? Like, <laughs> well, they were excited to get the toys, and it is nice to see that they maintain the sense of, like, childlike wonder in their own. But at the same time, it was like, you do not post a, a, a two private Also, Kylie, we be on your head all the time. I if love you, you and, Kylie, if, but if Kylie was at Target often, we know that Kylie was at Target. I love you, Kylie, but this is just... <laughs> 
I mean, no. She would have been better if she pulled the kids in a wagon to Target. Oh my God. <laughs> or come on camera and be like, listen, I'm famous and I got a jet. Like, I'm going to take it wherever I want. Let's do a giveaway. One of you gets to come with me. <laughs> That's what I think. This person is entering the competition. You know what I mean? Like that's my that's a good response. Not going to Target because now we're all going to be in the comments. Like, what are you doing? You you know what I mean? (laughs) I think in an episode of the Kardashians, her and and Kris Jenner had gone shopping at a supermarket and treated it like this big day out. And oh my, I remember that episode. It was cringy as. Well, it just shows it how... It was so bad, though. But it was so forced that it was like, oh, my God, is this where you get milk? Like, it was just if, very, like... And if that is their reality, like, that they're very... Then let that be re- your reality, yeah. Because let me tell you, I would love to be rich. But so it just, shows how like, disconnected they are from the regular, you know, mm-hmm. taking a private jet, not going to the supermarket, right, not going to right. Target. That Car wash is the other one where they're like, this is a magical experience. Oh, right. oh and then uh, Kendall with the, doesn't know how to cut a cucumber. Yeah, like... <laughs> These are fundamental, like, things, I feel like. You go being a human. Like, no, but just... I do think it's like, you know, she probably has chefs who cut for her and mm-hmm. these people probably have people who go grocery shopping. It's just, it's interesting. It's mm-hmm. very interesting and it's very telling of their lifestyle. Yeah, for sure, for they sure. Could definitely, they can afford it. No one's like, at least I'm not hating on them for being able to afford that lifestyle, but like at the same time, don't try past this narrative of like, oh, but like we're all just like you. Like that's right. the thing. Just that's the human. thing. Yeah, like just stand in that shit. Cause. Yeah, I'm fine with who you guys are. Like mm-hmm. it's just it is what it is. But like, apologize with like a giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> like really, you got the means. No, for real. Don't You're go like, to Target. So, yeah, don't go to Target. <laughs> like we know you don't shop there. Like right, no, the odds are slim. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Wild, what story do you have for us? All right, um, so a little less or a little more serious. Okay. Um, if you're looking for the happiest street on earth, it ain't that Sesame Place, according to one family. The story is um, insane. It is insane. So um, over the weekend, uh, the Sesame Place amusement park, so that is different than Sesame Street. Sesame Street sitting over here like, how we get into this? We ain't got <laughs> nothing to do with this. But Sesame Place, an amusement park right outside of Philadelphia, is in Bucks County, I believe. Um, a woman took her two children there and they posted a video online. And in the video posted by the woman, her name is Jody Brown, the character, Rosita, I believe is the Sesame Street character's name, appears to engage with other children along the parade route, but skip over her two children, which happened to be two black girls. Mm. The video was posted online. It has solicited responses from everybody. I mean, Kelly Rowland was talking about it. Tamika Mallory was on TMZ Live recently talking about just like the importance of having these types of conversations that may or not look like really shitty situations. Um, but Sesame Street has since come out and they've apologized twice. Um, so their first apology was like, you know, very general. We absolutely apologize. These things aren't, you know, tolerated here. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Um, and then they issued a second apology. The second apology says in part, we sincerely apologize to the family for their experience at our park on Sunday. And then they go on to say that they will conduct training for their employees so that they better understand, recognize and deliver an inclusive, equitable and entertaining experience to their guest. Seems kind of like they're, you know, trying to like every apology, you know, just calm people's frustrations. But then shit went crazy because almost immediately after this story went viral, y'all, other people Mm -hmm. that have been to that same Sesame Place started posting videos of their experiences at Sesame Place. And some of these are like kind of crazy. So, guys, look, check these videos out if you're listening on like podcast audio, TMZ. Uh, podcast network on YouTube. You can actually watch this video version of this podcast, but we're showing the video right now. It is insane, and it does kind of appear that this Rosita character is like known for this, like swerving on mm-hmm. all the little black mm-hmm. kids. And then there is another video of the Bert character. You know Bert and Ernie. Mm-hmm. He appears, y'all. I'm like this he, one shook me. He all, like basically like <laughs> slap a kid. So like, rude. Apparently Jeez. though, like I don't know if it was a slap or not, but he appears to seemingly like walk by and like. Just oh my god! Slap the little black kid in the face. And first of all, disgusting. Mm-hmm. And then if this wasn't captured on video, True. would we ever know about this? No, no. We probably would, but we probably wouldn't be. Wouldn't it would well, be like one of like your friends. Not, right, we yeah. wouldn't know. <laughs> we wouldn't. Like, yep. uh-huh. Unless they literally like like you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's actually it's a very sad thing. Um, no, it's such a serious. If we really think about it, these kids are going to get good experience with their families. Like, it's literally the most happy place other than like Disneyland, right? Imagine how freaking traumatizing it is for those kids, and they're like, Rosita, and right? Rosita, like I'm yeah. talking being little, and Rosita's like, "Fuck out of here!" Slaps <laughs> like, no, you in your face. Not you. <laughs> no, it's you, true. 
Like, it's, it seems like this wonderful, you know, one of your first experiences. And in the video, they look so incredibly happy so to be there. Excited. Like running so over. Sad. And, <sighs> no, it yeah. it's, it's my really disgusting. It actually makes me unwell, like thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You no, know, for real. It's these, really also, fucked up. Mm-hmm. If these was my kids, I would have lit that place up. It would have went from Sesame Street to Sesame Block. They would have been like, what in the <laughs> North Philly is? Because also, I am from, I have been to this exact Sesame Place location, that's y'all. Multiple times. I am from Philly. And let me just say, one is a little ghetto. Like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Sesame Place theme park itself. I've never been to any other Sesame Place theme park. Um, but I will say it is a very lively mm. Sesame Place theme park. So there is always a lot going on. And I will say I have seen some kids at this Sesame Place acting a goddamn fool. But the <laughs> but bottom line here is... these kids in these videos are right, just excited. The kids like, in these yeah, videos are just excited. But also the bottom line here is, and I think that one of the things that the parents are pointing out is that like, if you guys have a rule or maybe the characters can't, hug kids or touch certain right. kids or do certain things. Those things need to be kind of standardized across the board because what we saw or what it appeared to look like in the video. Discrimination. It's not even a conversation. And picture so being think, young where you don't understand right. that kind of stuff and then you are at this Sesame Place which mm-hmm. is exactly like Disneyland or like another cute, you know, you're excited. They yeah. were so excited in these videos if you guys watch mm-hmm. to meet these characters just like as you guys were when you were a kid. Like, and then they slap him in the face. Right. So yeah. it's like if the Sesame characters are like to, told to not engage too much with the kids, That's then don't thing. engage with mm-hmm. any kid. At all. Like if yeah. you're going to slap my child, slap everybody. Got everybody gets a turn. <laughs> Or just don't talk like, to any kids. Like, yeah. Don't slap the kids. Yeah, like, no, we're, we're joking. Don't. <laughs> no, we're joking. We're joking. we're joking. We're joking. We're joking. But again, like, make shit standardized across the board. No, because agreed. at that point, it's not fair. And I'm glad it was on film. Yep. I'm Everyone fine, take their camera everywhere. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. So on this week's episode, we talked to Tana Mojo, and this was just such a fun interview for me specifically because I've been obsessed for, not obsessed, but like I've been a fan for years. Like I really stand her. I really think she's come a long way. She really was describing every single thing that she's been through you know, since her whole social media career journey. Mm-hmm. And it was just interesting to see her talk straight to us. And you guys, if you listen, will get to hear everything yes. that she's gone through in detail and her opinions on it. Yeah, and we yelled at her ass for us having to chase her down because we have been <laughs> on this Tana train since launch. Like, we love some Tana, so we were really excited. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Welcome back to Teams Verified. I'm Steph. I'm Wild. I'm Jacob. And I'm Tana Mojo. Tana Mojo, you know her as the social media personality, YouTuber sensation, and the girl who's unapologetically herself always. Well, thank We're you. We're so happy That's to have you. That's so sweet. I'm so stoked to be here. I'm so excited to be here. I'm a little nervous, but I'm really oh, no. excited. Tana, look, really let me tell you, the haters was hating. they like, look, we don't know if Tana gonna show up today. I said, no, my good sis told us she's showing up today. Honestly, Tana, you've been all over the world, though. Like, I don't even know if they're hating. They're probably just telling the truth. But <laughs> we love the haters, too. I think my next merch drop, I was watching the Elvis movie last night. And in the Elvis movie, they were um, selling I Hate Elvis shirts. Like, Elvis mm. was selling them to make money. And I was like, I'm going to sell I Hate Tana merch next. I can't wait. So so what's up with that? Because you have a podcast too called like canceled, right? Like it's all about the self-deprecating stuff. I have a live show on Spotify actually called Tana's Toxic Tips where I am very, I've always been very um, self-deprecating. I just, you know, it's fun to be in on the joke with the people. And I think that at this point, and I, I'm definitely a very polarizing person. I think that people, you either love me or you hate me. And if I was going to spend my time, you know what I mean, trying to win over the haters, I would do that 24 hours a day. So I think that it's just, 
at this point, I just let the haters hate and I, I live my life. And it's it's honestly funny. Like, you know, there's the occasional comment where I'm like, ouch, that one hurt. But like, for the most part, it's the same shit and it's funny. Okay, well, that- now that I got my, my bad research out of the way, let me hit you with my good research. Uh, Tana, honestly, <laughs> I, I was I was studying uh, before this interview. I'm going to be honest with you. And I have to say, I, dude, of course, man, come on. You got to come prepared. What do you mean? I, I got to say, I'm honestly, I'm concerned. The first thing I, I Google, I, go, I Google Tana Moja, and I see Tana scared for because intruders are coming after her. Hot, like upping security. What's going on? That honestly sounds terrifying. Yeah. Um, well, someone, security. my security just walked in as we were filming in the beginning. Um, I, I mean, I blew up from a stalker story. I've always had a stalker since second grade. I had a stalker, same stalker. But obviously, with that kind of comes like people trying to imitate that. And since I've been really doing OnlyFans, I don't know if I can like talk about it too much on here. But like, oh, I'm going to say whatever. Yeah. Um, I just recently had an OnlyFans stalker that was going crazy. So we just, and we, the other night, there's been a lot of burglaries in Hollywood. So we had someone who was like trying to break in, like ski mask and all. Like, I don't even know, but I have, I have amazing security that are outside 24 seven. So I sleep pretty much with the peace of mind now. I've had a lot of crazy uh, situations, but we're chilling now. Do you find that it's hard for you to like protect your privacy though, because you live such a public life? I mean, Yes, but I think that you kind of give away your privacy for this. And like every anyone in the public eye, you're kind of signing away your privacy for a lot of awesome bonuses. But I, at the same time, am never going to be a person to bitch about that because I could be way more private. I'm, I'm choosing to volunteer probably a good 75% of the shit I'm oversharing online. Like, I, but I've always been that way. Like if my friends, I tell them everything. I'm like, guys, give me two minutes. I'm going to shit. Like I just hooked <laughs> up with this guy like this. I've just always been a very, like, I say whatever the fuck I'm thinking. So it's like I've chosen this life. I mean, I've been trying to be a little more private with personal things as I've gotten older, but for the most part, if something crazy is happening to me, I'm, I'm sharing it. I, I signed up for this shit. I'm, I'm just for the people's entertainment at this point. My suffering is for the people. Well, so if you're dealing, if you're dealing with like intruders, I mean, I know you said that you've got, you got your security behind you, but are you learning like Taekwondo or like karate? <laughs> like what's the deal there? I'm like, yeah, totally. I'm a black belt. Don't come shock me. Um, no, not at all. I'm I'm the weakest bitch ever. But that's, <laughs> that's why you got I the security. A, I have to have a big, strong man who may or may not have weapons uh, with me at all times. Because uh, I would not be the one. I would lose that fight 10, 10 out of 10 times. I think one of the things that makes you the most likable, especially for me, because I am... I'm a fan. So I think you are so relatable and you really treat your fans like your friends. Would you say when you're making like content, especially like about stalkers and things that happen to you on the daily, are you talking to it as like, okay, I got to make content or these things that are just like happening constantly that you're like, I'm going to update everybody kind of like a friend. No, I think when I think I have to make content, I'm thinking like brand deals or things that I'm working on, like work deadlines. That's when I'm really thinking like, oh, I have to make content or like for Disney, my brand, I'll be like, okay, I need to make this much content for Disney this week. Like, you know what I mean? But when it comes to just sharing my life, I've been doing that. It's funny because I've always been this way. Like I was doing, like before I ever had followers, I was on Vine, like sharing my life to my like 20 friends in high school. I was on Snapchat. Like that type of stuff just comes very naturally. It's really all I know. It's been my life for like 10 years now. So, I mean, that's, I, I'm not like, oh my God, something just happened. I need to make content about this. I'm just like, guys, you'll never guess what just happened. I like, I, and I love it. Like I, my fans really are my friends. I'm, my Twitter is where it goes crazy. Cause I'm always just asking the fans, like, what do I do? Like literally like it's Google. I'm like, guys, what the fuck do I do right now? Like I, it's just, it comes naturally and I love it. Do, does, do you ever have like moments when you're eating dinner, like with your family or friends? And since you're so used to like sharing everything that you might accidentally share something about their lives and they're like, whoa, 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 you're supposed to share about your life. Like don't, don't get me involved. I, I get in trouble sometimes. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, it's hard with my recently, I've been doing this live show on Spotify and it's live and that's the craziest thing I've ever signed up to do a live show every week, a live, like 
one hour long show where I'm telling people about my week and I'm, you know, talking to people live and whatever. I have definitely already said some things on that live show where I get a call after from my friend, like, Hey, do you want a fist fight? Because I'll fucking bite you, Jenna. <laughs> I, yeah, I've gotten a lot better at that because it's like, I, I never want to push anyone else's boundaries. Sometimes my big mouth just gets ahead of me, but like, obviously if I know I'm not supposed to say something about someone else, I'm not going to, that's, you know what I mean? Like I, I definitely, I try my hardest to know my limits and what I can talk about. Cause I never want to like, I would never want someone to say something about me that I didn't want people to know. You know what I mean? Obviously yeah. there's the occasional slip up, but yeah. You're and a lot nicer than I am. Dude. I, 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 well, I love that. I'm not. Well, no, no. Like, I'm saying like, dude, if I were in your position, I would be like, listen, like I'm Tana. Like everyone knows whatever happens, like I'm going to talk about it. Like <laughs> if you don't want something out there, like don't talk about it around me. That's how I would go about it. Oh, but like, you know, like, I try to separate, you know, the, like the, my personal life as well. You know what I mean? I never want people to think I'm just like this walking content robot. Like I'm also a good friend. And I, if my friend wants to tell me something, I'm not going to just go like share their business. I always, I ride for my friends very, very hard. So I, I you know, I, I prioritize being a good friend as well. And if I looked at any one of my best friends and was like, listen, I'm Tana. They would be like, bitch, I don't know what was in your yeah, sit your ass down. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, that's why I love my friends, because they keep it real. Right, right. If I had yes men around me who let me fucking act and talk like that, I would be living such a miserable life. Like, my friends would be like, bitch, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, go back downstairs, come back upstairs. Fucking right. Wait, so you've been like, so you've been sharing like stories and stuff for a long time. Your big one, what, hairdresser from hell. I know you've been sued by a lot of people. Did that lady, is she one of the people that sued you? Because like, that was the like, big Tana moment. <laughs> Life was easy then because I was broke. And if you sued me, you would have gotten belly button lint and a paper clip. So <laughs> no one was trying to sue me then. And that is one thing that I don't want to say sucks, but I mean, like back then I could fucking air anyone out and tell any story. And I, I, I was like, you know, I mean, I was impulsive and I was fearless and that came with a lot of bad things, you know, um, as well, stupid things I did or said. But it also was like, it was just a, it was, a, it was in that case, a better time because I could say whatever the fuck I wanted. Now people are like, oh, I'm going to take this bitch's house in the hills. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it, right. It's different, but I mean, uh, people, a lot of people don't know this, but I actually, I sit with my lawyers a lot and they teach me how to like speak in a way that isn't slanderous. So I don't get sued as often. Like, like for example, and I never want to use Donald Trump as an example because he's awful, but I mean, like, um, like the way Donald Trump speaks, like he talks shit about everyone, but he uses like specific verbiage so that he can't ever be sued for slander. Like there's ways to just say things differently. And so I've gotten a little better at that, but I, trust me, there's a lot of people I would love to air out right now, but I would get sued backwards, forwards, left and right for everything I own. So, but, yeah, but gotta, maybe, uh, but maybe you could air them out, but take what your lawyers have taught you and be like, allegedly this and oh, this sorry. happened. Trust me, in my opinion, this happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, occasionally I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do that, but I try to try to be smart about it now because getting sued is no joke and no fun. And I, no, if you're watching this, anyone who wants to sue me, please don't. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> please, please don't. <laughs> well, I know this is kind of a messy situation, but if we're talking about airing people out, like, didn't you kind of like, you, you kind of put Addison Ray's dad on blast the other day. And I'm just curious, like, since that incident happened, like, have you talked to Addison? Like, I know it's sensitive, but no, like. I mean, no, and I love Addison. Like, I, I have no bad blood with her. And her mom, Sherry, like, she's just a cutie little, like, sweetie. She's, like, doing our mainstream shit now. She was like, fuck this influencer world. Um, no, I'm kidding. But, um, and her mom is so awesome. And I wasn't even, like. What I mean, what truly happened was, and I would have never spoken about it, was a while ago I was talking, you know, on um, something and I was saying, you know, there's this L.A. dad and he goes around and he gets fucked up and whatever. And I never thought, or at least I didn't think it would come forth, you know, so soon. So then people were kind of putting the pieces together. So then I was on Jeff's podcast and I like, I touched on it. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not, I'm not the one to air him out. And I promised if my old clip never resurfaced, I would have never spoken. But I also just, I hate to see 
I have such a soft spot for parents taking advantage of their kids in this space. And it's something that's been happening in Hollywood for so long back dated to like the Disney star days. And it's just, I don't know. Some people just don't necessarily, in my opinion, know their place. And, yeah. uh, so yeah. have you connected with Addison at all? Has she reached out to you at all? Any connection? I don't think then? Addison Ray is reaching out to Tana Mojo in trying time. She's probably <laughs> Kardashian. <laughs> 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 and that's no shade. I'm just saying if I had if I had my contacts list and I could call Courtney Kardashian for advice or Tana Mojo, I'm calling Courtney Kardashian, you know? <laughs> 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 I know you talked about the Addison thing on Jeff's podcast, Jeff Wittick's podcast, but to kind of, since we're dipping a little bit into controversy, I want to know your thoughts on the whole David Dobrik, Jeff Wittick situation. I know you're kind of friends with both, but you are getting super close with Jeff. What's the deal with that? Also, are you guys like a thing? Are we a thing? Um, I'm praying every day we're a thing. I love that man. Um, he is, he's my favorite person on this planet. Like, I just, I love Jeff to death. Like, oh my God. Um, but I love David to death. I met Jeff through David and I've known David for, David was one of my first like influencer, like friends and David really like inspired me. Like, I just remember like the first time I was ever around David, I was so inspired. Like he's so hardworking and creative and driven and authentically himself. Like, and David's done a lot for me and like my career. So it's like, there's like, I was just texting David the other day. Like I, um, on the 4th of July, like I love him more than anything as well. And I mean, I'm, you know, I love to talk about things and make jokes and stuff like that. And I do it with both of them. And you know what I mean? But it's like, I'm not, you know, I'm like a vlog squad extra that comes in when like everyone else fucking can't to film. It's not like I'm like deeply in that. Like I wasn't there that day and stuff like that. So it's like, I, you know, who am I to say? Like at the end of the day, like I think David has grown so much and is, I love him to death. He's awesome. And, but at the same time, I love Jeff so much and I want nothing but the best for him when it comes to health and wellness and success and his journey and same for David. Like I, I know it's such a like PR answer, but it's the truth. Like, I just, I don't think that I'm the person to have the gavel and, you know, decide everything. So it's like, yeah, I was just, cause you're friends with both. So that's gotta be hard to like navigate, but that's like, an right, I mean, but obviously I under, I completely understand like, you know, what, like, where everyone is coming from, I guess. I I don't know how to like elaborate. It's just not my place. And I think that, yeah, I, I, like, I love Jeff to death and I want nothing but the best for him. And like, I think that everyone needs to do what's best for them in every situation. So I I hope everyone does what's best for them in that situation. I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a tough and crazy, crazy deep situation with so many moving parts and so many things that people don't even know, like in the public eye. And I think that it's just, it's so far out of my little Tana Mojo drama hands, you know, it's just, it's just a real life situation that people need to handle in the best way for them. Tana, Tana was not lying about hanging out with her lawyers and getting coached on this stuff. For real, right? Like, boom, boom, boom. Let me tell you that much. Tana's, Tana's lawyers listening to this right now, like exactly. I don't know. I don't know. But on a lighter note, are you and Jeff like anything more than friends? Oh my God. I mean, no, like, like on paper, no, like in, in life, no, like, you know what I mean? It's not like we're like fucking on the low or I'm like in love with him or anything like that. I just love Jeff. I think we have the best chemistry. Like we have the best like conversation. Like that's really why we've been podcasting so much lately. We're really debating on starting our own podcast together. Cause we just like, we could talk for three hours and there's not a single dead silent space. Like, and our senses of humor, just like align. It's magic. We just, we work the same too. Like we both are just very easy going and we don't really give a fuck and we say what's on our mind and we're just like down for whatever. And it, it just makes for an awesome dynamic. And I have so much fun. Like after we podcast, usually we're just like hanging out, laughing, like, Jeff showing me some random like workout thing he's building in his house like just random like we just have a good time I don't know that literally sounds like dating someone though right like it's not like we <laughs> do anything but he's just like so perfect and like we just get along yeah. so well okay, and like get lost in each other's eyes and... I right, could well, say that about eight different men right now I could give you that like awesome spiel about eight different men. okay <laughs> so know, then if it's, we're, if we're it's not, not Jeff if it's not Jeff, then who are you dating? Who are you? But Jeff's also everybody's dream man. Keep that in mind. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a waiting list at this point. <laughs> 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 we are no, come on. 
We are truly just friends, but we love, we, I mean, again, same sense of humor. We love to play into like, what and fuck with the people and that's always been our friendship like he would text me before we would ever do stuff online and i'd be like hey big cock daddy like what are you doing like it's just like how we talk (laughs) so back to jacob's question if not jeff then who who are you spending your time with tana um i'm really not i'm spending my time with myself for the most part you know you know there's the sneaky links now and again and i you know i love to i love to hit up an ex boo thing and hang out but i mean I've just really been working on so many things that I don't really have the time. Um, and like, I've just been trying to work out, be so healthy, live my life, be a little housewife, cook my meals, like live and breathe. I don't know. I, I was liking a boy for a second and I, I had to look in the mirror and I was like, bitch, get your fucking shit together. You can't, you can't be doing this right now. You can do this when you're a billionaire. Um, I just, I don't know. There's, there's nobody, there's nothing crazy happening. In okay, the man watching this is like, no, the... Uh, yeah, I definitely, probably just, I definitely probably just hurt, like, three men's feelings by saying that, but it's the truth. <laughs> well, I like how you said, you know, I'm working on myself right now, so then, if I, you know, if I'm, if I'm ever in the mood, then I just hit up an ex-boo thing. So, does that kind of come just out of convenience? Because it's like, all right, I know what I'm getting here. I don't need to do the whole first date it's thing. Not it's just just like, I'm, not, I'm not just hitting someone up for dick. You know, there are people that I like to you can like to spend time with someone and have fun and laugh and like watch a movie or, you know, like, Oh my God, like all my friends are going to dinner. Come let's hang out. But also kind of know, I I'm a very transparent person. If I really like someone, I will tell them I really like you and I'm not trying to get played and I want to date you and whatever. Last time I did that, I got played though. So I, <laughs> back um, but you know what I mean? I like, I just try to keep it transparent and things can be chill. You know what I mean? I, I hate the like friends with benefits type of terms, but what about best friends with benefits? So, <laughs> so what is Tana's rule on exes though? Like, are you allowed, are you cool with your exes? Are you like, fuck my exes? Like what's the, what's your rule? I don't think I have a, a rule. I'm pretty, if you, like for me, it, I'm never usually the one with the animosity for the most part. Like if we break up and you want to be cool, I'm down to be cool. Especially because LA is like, I could go to the club tonight and probably see like two of my exes. Like it's it just the circles run very small. So I don't really enjoy animosity or, you know what I mean? Like I always want to be cool, but I definitely have some exes that are, they're not down for that. So it, it just depends uh, on the person. Is Jake Paul one of these exes that, you're not on speaking terms with, or are you guys on speaking terms? I mean, I, I would say like, we would talk if there was something to talk about, like, but like, okay. no, like, you know what I mean? There, there's nothing, we don't talk, like, you know what I mean? Like, but not in a, like, I have no animosity. I, I would like to think and hope he has no animosity from the last like times we've spoken, but he's in like a full relationship and I want like the best for him and just to like, live his life and be happy and box and be in Puerto Rico and live. Like, what am I going to text him about? You know what I mean? No, I know. But like, if you saw, yeah. like if we mean you were at coffee, I'd be like, Oh my gosh. Okay. So I know the wedding technically was, you know, kind of a shame, like not real, but was the relationship and your feelings for each other real? And you're, I know he's with someone else. You've completely moved on, but were the relationship, like were the feelings with Jake Paul real? I would never speak for him. And I, I don't even know what he would say at this point of life. I mean, I really cared about him. And he was like my favorite person and we were best friends. Like beyond anything, we were just really, really like so close. Like he was like the closest person to me for a very long time and taught me so much. And you know what I mean? I really like loved and cared about him and I like would have done anything for him for sure. But I mean, that also was a very long time ago and that's not like what I'm even focused on or thinking about like now, you know? But in a world, I'm asking you a really philosophical question right now, Tana. In a world in LA full of all these fake people, like you had a connection with Jake, right? And I mean, is it kind of a bummer now that like you were so close to someone <laughs> and don't even really talk anymore? Like, where um, do you find yourself? It's like, it damn, like, did a good one go? Or like, this it, is just part of my journey. I think I, I think I definitely think about it more as a part of my journey because you can't, like fight for something if it's not meant to be happening sometimes things are eras of your life you know what i mean 
And mm. it's obviously, it's, it's, if you think about anyone, I can think about someone I was best friends with for seven years that I like don't talk to now. It's sad. Obviously you're like, oh my God, I like, I wish, you know, we could still be like close like we were, but I also think that that's life, especially when you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 in LA. Like, you know what I mean? It's like things come and go and things are meant to eras of your life are meant to teach you things. And I think the worst thing you can do for yourself almost is hold on to a chapter or an era of your life that is closed. You know, like one, like the best thing you can do is take everything from that and move on to the next era. I think that people often really, you know, set themselves back from living in the present by holding on to an era or a chapter of their life that's closed. Do you think there are too many people who are like 25, 26, or let's just say, you know, young, and are with people that they don't really like that much because they just feel like, well, I need a boyfriend right now. I need a girlfriend yeah, right now. Like they've been with someone for too long. Like, what advice would you give people like that? And have you ever been in that spot yourself? It's, I mean, it's very easy to fall in the patterns of comfortability. You know, I think that it's, if you know you you vibe with someone and it's easy, that's so much easier than going out and, you know, like looking for something else and whatever. But I think life is short and also about doing what makes you happy. I mean, I'm not one to give relationship advice. Let's be real. I'm a crazy girl. But I think at the end of the day, just do what makes you happy. And if something is holding you back from your dreams or your life or being your full potential or whatever, I mean, maybe it's not it. I mean, it's just a hard situation. I think I, I don't, it, it's different for every person. I mean, but mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I try to not be too comfortable because it's like being too comfortable often is keeps you stagnant. So I was thinking about your, just your relationships. I feel like is it, or my question, is it hard to kind of be like one of the like queen bees in the influencer space in regards to like just building and maintaining your relationships with other influencers? Like, do people just be hating to be hating or is it like an actual environment where you can like build solid friendships? You could definitely, I mean, thank you for calling me a queen. First of all, when I think queen, <laughs> I think Carly D'Amelio, I think like for the people. Um, but for me, no, because I mean, what you see is kind of what you get with me. So in, in person as well, like in LA, I've built very strong friendships with other influencers as long as they, but it's not based on clout. It's not based on, you know, what, Obviously, I love a mutual decision if we get along to stir up drama online and stuff. But friendship wise, like you have to just be real and I have to like you and get along with you. And I mean, when I, when I find that other influencers are fake or shitty people, I'm definitely the type to just distance myself. And it's, you know, it's not that it's it's beef. It's just like the people I get close with in this space. I don't care if you have 10 million followers or a thousand followers. If I like you and I think you're a real person, then let's vibe. Well, you've kind of been in this game for a while and now there's like this whole new wave of stars coming in from TikTok. Is there anyone who you've spot out and been like, hey, you know, I'm going to teach you the ropes. I'm going to take you under my wing. Like you got a lot to learn. It's a really good question. Um, I can't think of like a, a specific person. But it is funny because I've been in L.A. for a very long time and I I definitely was around and in this space in this era far before TikTok. So it was very funny, like when all the TikTokers started blowing up because it'd be like, you're my mom, you raised me. But they'd have like 10 million followers and I'd be like, oh, my God, that's crazy. I mean, I just try to look out like I'm I'm just always there. I, I do definitely like a lot of my TikTok friends and friends who haven't been in this space long enough will reach out to me and ask me for advice or like, what do I do here? What do I do in this situation? How do I deal with this? How do I, and I'm always there to just give, I guess. It's not like I'm like Gandhi with this like book <laughs> of fucking, you know, but like, you know, I've, I've been in this space for a long time and I'm always for my friends who haven't, I'm and the younger kids and the younger generation, I'm always there to give my advice and let them know, like, you know, like, I was just talking to one of my TikTok friends and he was like tripping over these comments. He was like, oh my God, everyone's saying I look bad in this and then this and this and this. And I was like, listen to me, like you're a star and you have these followers because these people are interested in you and your life for who you are. And, you know, don't let that go and be indifferent of the opinions of you. Because right now, while someone's telling you that you're awful and ugly and you should kill yourself, so Someone else is telling you that you're perfect and you're Jesus and you should run for president. And neither of those things are true. You know, we are all indifferent of the opinions of others and, you know, not to let them affect you. Like, I just try to give people the advice that's kept me going through this shit for eight years without going fully off my rocker, you know? 
If you could point totally. to like one thing that you've done in your career where if you had to tell a young person like, yo, you see this, don't do this shit. Like what uh-huh. moment in your career or what yeah. what controversy would you be like, okay, this don't fucking do it. Like what what was that? I get out. I just pull out a big ass scroll. <laughs> like, Particular <laughs> Tana moment. Are you like hot ass mess? Like um, I mean, obviously never have a convention. Don't put your name on it. Don't call it TanaCon. Don't do that shit. Um no, I mean, it's not a specific don't do this. I guess just think before you say shit, think before you do shit. Being impulsive is definitely one of those things that has gotten me, you know, just in a little trouble. Um, but no, I, I mean, I feel like people now kind of treat me like I like know what's good, but I'm still just Hannah who's winging it. I'm just winging it a little, a little slower, at a slower pace. <laughs> I think people really turn to you though, because I'm being serious. When you started, I'm talking literally your first like big video, Bleach and Tone. Like I was there for that. And it, at that time it was only beauty gurus and like fake, not that influencers aren't fake now, but the it was way more curated, if that makes sense. And you were yeah, the one. Kind of the oh, start yeah. of like the, it was kind of the start of the like raw unfiltered era. Correct. Like, you know, yeah. and I, I grew up and I mean, I was very inspired by Shane Dawson for that though. I will say that I won't say I'm like the person who spearheaded the raw unfiltered era by any means. Right. But I- I, mean, I grew up watching like all the OG beauty gurus and shit right. and curated content. And I don't Wild knows I'm like so what? excited right now that you mentioned Shane Dawson because I do have a question about that. When that whole TanaCon went down, obviously like we won't rehash the PTSD of the whole thing. Oh, we can't. I've talked about it. I've talked about it so much, you know. What Tana's is like, like I'm numb. She's like, yeah. <laughs> As she sips from the solo cups. <laughs> yeah. What did you? Why is my coffee in a red solo cup so rapid? <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it, looking back now at that situation, I mean, you were young, like young, young when you threw a convention, yeah. you know, com- kind of competing. Wish. Oh, wait, continue. I'm sorry. I thought you were no, 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 I'm sorry. C- kind of competing with like VidCon, right? Like one of the biggest. What do you think looking back? You're like, oh, well, obviously it went wrong because of this. Like, what did you learn from that? Kind of like, I don't oh know. God. Um, that I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> that I should have had. I should have definitely. I. I had people around me, you know, that were maybe like, oh, are you sure? But I now I feel like I have people around me that would have been like, yo, you like, fuck no. You know what I mean? Or like, you can't hold this fucking convention until we hire this person, this person, this person, this person. Don't have it on the same day as VidCon. Don't, you know, and it's also, I was just, I was far more naive and trusting. I'd never had a business endeavor go wrong at that point. So I think that it's like, I was working with someone at the time who had successfully executed several other influencer festivals. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, at a, far, at a far smaller capacity, but nonetheless, I'd watched this man who was running TanaCon successfully execute so many other festivals. So I think that it was kind of like, I was just young. I was like, fuck yeah, we're doing it. Let's go. I trust you. And it's like, I mean, I'm grateful that TanaCon made me now it's like I could I could have Jeff Bezos helping me with something and I would be like, OK, I'm going to watch you every step of the way. And I still want to be hands on because it's like, now I I am going to ensure that whatever I'm doing is going accordingly. Whereas at that time, I was far more trusting and naive and young and whatever. And I, I mean, I you know, I don't know where my life would be had, had it gone off, you know, well, but well, uh, I would. Was- Sorry, go. No, go ahead. I just, I just would have done things very differently or maybe just not fucking done it at all and stayed in my lane and gone to VidCon. (laughs) But I do think that series that Shane had really, um, not only like took you out of that situation, kind of gave the viewers like a real point of view, but it made you human, if that makes sense, which I think is important in this like influencer space. You're like- a beautiful thing for someone to be able to do that Shane Dawson has always done so well is kind of using, I know him being an empath is such a meme and he can probably never say that word again, but um, his empathy for me, you know, really did humanize me. And Shane was always there for me off camera like that. And I, I mean, no matter what for the rest of my life i will be so grateful for, to him for taking that chance on me and being there for me in that situation and helping me and i have no i, I would probably be a stripper in vegas right now if it wasn't for him you know so i i definitely just really appreciate that and you know he's he's a goat in those uh retrospects 
I honestly don't know enough about Tanacon, but just like if I were with you Good. back then and you were popping off and you were like, yo, let's throw a convention to compete with VidCon, I'd be like, let's go. Right there. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> dude, like I would be like, like th- th- that's the network. You're like, Tana, the you man. are the network. <laughs> um, would have been hyped yeah, on it. Like I said, like had it, but I also think that it's like, I don't like throwing a convention may be a good idea if you can execute it well. Throwing a convention rooted in spite at another convention because you were angry with the way they were running their shit and doing it on the same day and across the street, not okay. Taught me a lot about, you know, not not doing business that's regulated by emotions. Like now I definitely have fully learned how to compartmentalize my emotions and set them aside and you know work on business like yeah like now i'm not gonna be like i'm gonna start a company in competition with this because this person but like you just you you don't move like that and i didn't know that and i didn't really have anyone at the time to tell me that or teach me that and i had to learn that you know through trial and a whole lot of error (laughs) no you are giving like a hundred percent the right answer like the very mature right answer but i do still just fuck with the pettiness being like let's go we're going across the street Uh (laughs) uh-huh People love Petty Tana. Now I, I, I've, I've dialed Petty Tana back a little. I'll still be petty to a bitch I don't like or an ex or something, but petty to a multi-million dollar corporation? Sit down, Tana. <laughs> I feel like there is a part of Tana's... Fuck! <laughs> so, hey, Tana, I feel like there's a part of your career that we, I often don't hear you talk about enough. What's going on with the music, girl? Like, are you like... Uh, <laughs> Tana, like, are we getting new music? Will there be new music? Are you just like, I was bored? Like, what's... I think that, I mean, everyone knows I'm no stranger to getting to the bag. And um, during that era, it was was a bag. And I was stoked about the bag. And I, I mean, I toured all around the world performing music. I loved, I loved the idea of it but i i I mean obviously i i definitely would have never been thrown into a music space if it wasn't for the youtube like diss track era you know like my first ever song hefner was a diss track to a musician and it just happened to like go viral and blow up and be something that people love so i was definitely riding that for a while i was like people love this so i'm gonna keep doing it and i loved it i mean but I look back at some music and music videos and songs I have made, and I, I would do anything to wipe those uh, from the existence of the planet. Um, trending on TikTok. Talent, talent has to come in there, too. And I know that my diehard fans, will like, they disagree, and they're like, no, Hefner is music. Hefner is talent. But I'm like, bitch, are you sure? Um, so I, I don't know. It's... I'm not, I have fun doing it and I'm not against it, but it, it's a little, maybe it's just me getting like maturing, but it's a little embarrassing to me. However, it's not <laughs> off limits. This is such a long answer, but I mean, it's not off limits. A lot of people really want me to remix Hefner and uh, my best friend Diablo produces crazy music. He just uh, produced um, that Flo Millie song that's going viral on TikTok. Like he coming off way too pushy and he, we want to do a, we want to. We might want to remix Hefner for the for the culture. I feel like that. Yes. Hefner. So, Hefner. Yeah, I, I I'm not. It's not no, but I don't know if it's yes. Who, who's the dream collaborator? Like, if I were any artist and I was like, "Yo, Tana, like, we got to remix Hefner like tomorrow in the studio." Like, which artist would bring you out of retirement to making music again? So many. I mean, I've been I've been actually talking to a bunch of artists right now about potentially doing the remix with me because that's what I want to do. I would want the remix to have like a couple features. Um, so there's there's a lot of people. I mean, there's so many talented musicians and people that are blowing up on TikTok and whatever. Um, for if it comes to, down to Hefner, I would just want it to be the right fit. I definitely would want an artist who's down for like the the joke of it all and to really get into it and stuff like that. So I've been. 
I've been talking to some people and I don't, I don't know. Like I said, it's not no, but I, I'm not like Hefner drops August 10th. Like, you know, I, we're, we're, we're in the space right now where we're, you know, if we can make it right and we can make it work and I feel like it will do it justice. It's, it's definitely one of those things that I'm doing for the fans, like the fans fucking want it. So maybe I'll do it. You know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Why is there no Tana reality show? Great question. Um, <laughs> I, had show, I had a reality show on MTV for two seasons um, called Tana Turns 21. And I loved it. I loved doing it for a long time. And it's, it was very fun. But I, I will never forget the way I felt when I finished. I felt like I, I was a shell of myself. It's probably, and it's nothing to do with MTV. It was probably just one of my lower points of life because it just like, you, having a camera on you the mom, from the moment you wake up until the moment you go to sleep and then you're shooting for 18 hours a day and then you go to bed for six hours and you do it all over again you're shitting with a mic on like you know like you don't have a, a single no dude. you don't have a single second of your own life and we were just talking about privacy you know what i mean and i like i said i'm pretty good with putting it all out there but there is a different level of no privacy mm -hmm. when it comes to that so after that i definitely was like okay i'm not going to do this for a while got a lot of therapy figured out how to balance it and now i i would do it again i would do maybe not in the same way at all you know um, we've shot, my friends and I have shot some sizzle reels that we might eventually one day pitch and get back into that space. And I was lucky enough to work with, um, Jeff Jenkins, who produced, um, all like 17 seasons of the Kardashians and life of Kylie and the simple life. And he's, he's done every reality show I've ever watched or looked up to. And he kind of showed me that the way I shot previous things isn't the only way. So I think that if I were to find a way that, you know, wasn't so grueling and made me want to just like die, I would do it again. I would do it again. So it's definitely not. No, we were actually my friends and I were just talking about it today. So I, but I love YouTubers too, who like do their own little, like I would also be down to like fund it myself and hire a bunch of people and put it all on my YouTube channel. I think people would love that. I obviously watched it. Um, loved it, but I understand like I'm not the person on the script, like going through that, you know, but my question to you is you went a little bit into like the family life on there that a lot of people don't get to see from you as a fan myself. Like I, that's kind of like a taboo subject. How has being, I mean, you are famous, you know, like really, and you've made such a name for yourself and you're super successful. How has that affected your family life? drama side um, there's a lot of things that i really wish i could talk about but for reasons beyond me i can't um which sucks i am not good at not being able to talk about things especially when it comes to my lawyers calling me and being like you, you can't talk about this or this there's a lot of things that have happened that i i can't talk about yet and people know about it kind of i've been in some crazy situations when it comes to the court and not being able to talk about that. things related to the way I grew up. Um, what I can say is since I was like 12 or 13 years old, um, Amari, my best friend, a lot of people may or may not know him. He was on the reality show with me. Um, he lives with me now. He lives right there down those stairs. Um, and his family like basically adopted me when I was like 13, not legally on paper, but since I can really remember, I was going there for dinner. I was going there for breakfast. I was going there after school. I was sleeping there, you know, four week nights a week until obviously eventually I, I dropped out. I started doing this shit and whatever. But um, even just the past like six years, every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, you know, if I want to call my mom, like I, they fully adopted me, you know, Amari's parents are my parents and I love them so, so, so much. Like on Father's Day, I called Amari's dad. On Mother's Day, I'm calling Amari's mom. I've just, um, you know, the, the family I was born into, I don't speak to. I'm, I'm literally, I'm an adopted queen, but it's also the best thing that ever happened to me. I can't even lie. Like Amari's brother and his sister, I, I grew up an only child and so lonely and whatever. And now it's like, I have siblings and I get to spoil them on Christmas and yell at them when they're being dumb. And Nick, I, I love my adopted life. It's everything I ever want it you know like a mom who you come home and she cooks your meals and does your laundry and gives you a hug and you know if i'm beefing with someone she's cussing them out like it's just, they're the best 
How do you think that impacted how you navigate as an adult? Like without getting into the specifics of your childhood, but just like how, how has that impacted you, if at all? It's definitely impacted me because it's, you know, I guess a lot of like, I mean, trauma, like I've just had to, I've had to get a lot of therapy. It, it, you know, being born maybe into a life where you're, you know, confused or unsure about love and stuff like that obviously affects you and your relationships. And ever since I can remember, you know, I, I remember being like eight and nine and 10 and my personal thoughts were like, no, I have to take care of myself or no one will. So it definitely has always made me a very independent and strong person. You know, now if someone hurts me, I'm like, this ain't shit. <laughs> You're like, right. I've been through worse. <laughs> and, and just independence in the sense that it's like, people always ask me kind of what motivates me. And for me, my sense of motivation is definitely like, if I don't do this, no one will. If I don't get up and fucking work, I don't, I'm not, I don't get to run home to a trust fund. I don't, you know, like I, I just, it's always been kind of me having my own back. And now I'm obviously I'm very grateful now for my family. Um, like my adopted family who like, you know, is there for me to support me. But I mean, it, it definitely instilled values in me of like, this is your life and you got to fucking do it because no one else will. I feel Damn. like Tana has grown. And obviously we've only ever known you like through the internet and shit like that. But it, it, it kind of is like insane, Tana, to see how your growth has know, over like, the last couple of years. It's like, what do you credit that? Is that just like natural shit? Like, oh, I've gotten older or, or is it like actual steps that you've made, like going to therapy and doing other things? Oh like, my God. Um, I mean, I've definitely gotten older for sure. Like <laughs> I, I, I've grown and matured in the ways most people will, but I've also just been through a lot of shit and obviously all uh, the majority of it being public. And so obviously you, you have seen me kind of fall and stand up and fall and stand up in the public eye a lot of times. And that it does come with a lot of, you know, self choices. Like I said, during that, when MTV was over during that era where my life, you know, like I just, I wanted to make so many changes. It, it came down to me, like making the active decisions to just be the person I want to be. Cause again, no one else is going to do that for me. I'm so proud of you. Period. You guys are sweet. I need you in my house every day. Come on over. <laughs> no, I mean, we try. No, but no, I think we, we, it was one of those things where we were talking about like, okay, how do we navigate the Tana interview? You know what I'm saying? Cause I think one of the things that we try to do here is like, we know you're like this polarizing fucking figure, but it's like, how do we figure out who Tana is as a person? Right. Do you yeah. think that's hard for you to even like express because you have just such this like crazy ass outgoing personality. You think people always kind of want you to come in hot. Like, I think it's funny because my interviews always go one of two ways, always. Like, and I talk about this a lot with my team. It's either like someone wants me to sit down and tell you every influencer and celebrity I've slept with and how much my OnlyFans makes and expose six people and talk <laughs> about the craziest Hollywood party I've been to this week. And you know, like what's Paris Hilton like? It's like that, or it's like, tell us about your trauma and your childhood. And your <laughs> well, we wasn't too um, damn dramatic. Okay. Right? No, 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 I'm kidding. Obviously, dramatic as fuck but i'm saying my interviews are always like we get into a very deep talk about the dark shit and all the shit people don't really see or if they just want crazy fun tana and i'm like i said i'm easygoing and outgoing so i'm i, I just go with the flow whatever the fuck people want to talk about in an interview i'm i'm an open book for the most part unless i'm gonna get sued okay um, but wait, i learned a lot yeah wait but wait I only fans though Tana, your OnlyFans, how long do you think you'll be doing OnlyFans? Like, have you put a cap on it? Like, all right, when the, oh, when the turn 40, I got to lock it down. Like, what? I actually, can I be honest with you? I never think about that. And people really don't ask that a lot. Um, I, I mean, it's hard to turn down the check. Like, if the people want it, who says I won't be 40 on OnlyFans? Who says I won't be? I don't know. I mean, obviously, let's say one day I have, like, a kid, and I felt like it'd be, like, embarrassing for them, like, or something, you know, for mommy to be on OnlyFans, like, look at my feet. <laughs> like, you know, if, if morally I ever felt like, or obviously as well, OnlyFans, obviously. I like OnlyFans so much because it's so transparent in the sense that people are always, celebrities and influencers are always doing shit online for, for the money. And you don't know, you don't know what someone's doing for the money or for what they're genuinely about. But with OnlyFans, it's like, you know, people are doing that for the money. So it's like, if the check ever stopped coming, you know, I'm not, I'm not about to be shaking ass for free, but, um, I, I, <laughs> I feel like, I, yep. 
I also love doing it. I mean, not only do I do, I like to make a lot of jokes. I take, you know, I take crazy photos and all the hot photos and videos I can't put anywhere else are on my OnlyFans, but I also have a show on OnlyFans called Tanagon Wild that I do every week. It's a separate OnlyFans that people subscribe to and it's it's fully a like reality style like show, like where I vlog my whole life and it's everything I could never put on like YouTube and it's all the drinking and partying and the inside look at all the shit I could never put on YouTube. I'm like, I fucking love filming for that. So, I mean, I love it as long as it's fitting to my life. Catch me there. Listen, it's 2022. It's all about the check. If you don't get that at this point, you're behind. Like that's that's the way I see it. And so Tana, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. I don't as think long as, as long as you're justified. moral about it, as long as you're moral about the things you do and you're happy, uh, it is kind of about the check. As long as you're doing things right and you're happy, I think that's that's what everyone's trying to do. But obviously. Not, it's never about the check to the point that I'm not going to be me. I'm never going to sell out to the point that I'm not doing what I love and that I'm not being myself. But yeah. I have one more question for you. I love you to death. I always have. And I really want to know dream life for Tana. You've definitely been through a lot. What's the dream life five years from now, Tana? Where do you want to be? Like, that's what I want to know. I'm not going to lie. I mean, for, I've always said this, like when people are like, what do you want to be doing? And obviously I have like business goals and shit, but like, I just want to be fucking happy. And I want to be true to myself, my dream life in five years. I'm already kind of living my um, dream life in a way. Like, I feel like I have all the people I love around me, people I trust. I'm working on the things I want to do. Obviously, like from where I've grown up, I wake up and I look at this view every day and I'm like, how the fuck did I get here? And I get to do what I want. And it's awesome. And I'm my own boss. Other than what I have, I mean, in five years, shit, I hope I'm like married or have like maybe a kid or some shit, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I like that. Well, well, I think we should end it on a happy note. I like that yeah. hopeful note for the future. Uh, <laughs> Tana, thank you so Hopefully much. Alive. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm I'm just kidding. I'm just dark. You got to come in office. Yeah. You got to come in office and hang out with us. And Please, I, really, I was so jealous watching Harry Jowsey with the camera clout farming, doing the whole thing. I want to come into TMZ bad. I'll, I'll never forget the first time I was on a TMZ on the TV. I was like freaking the fuck out, like watching it on like channel fucking whatever it's on. And I was like, oh my, like it's TMZ is just iconic. You guys are iconic. Channel fucking whatever it's on. <laughs> Tana, thanks for joining us, girl. We appreciate it. Thank you guys so, so much for having me and taking the time. You guys are all sweethearts. I need you in my life every day. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Tana. Thank you, guys. Drink dizzy. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Catch us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, and subscribe to the TMZ Podcast Network on YouTube. As Google Podcasts thing, I feel like I, I always want to say Google Podcasts. Uh, yes. And we're on Google Podcasts. Follow us Write there. a review. <laughs> tell us what you think. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.